Wahoo! Maybe what a better way to start the podcast this morning uh, than to say congratulations to Chelsea. Yeah. All right. First of all, good morning to you and welcome to another great day on the Net Does the Show right here podcast where I put you out to speed with all the latest in my team from the ever busy world of football. And guess what? It's a Tuesday morning, uh, the 19th day of May 2020, and um, we are very much enthused and happy that finally uh, we're seeing a football making a return and uh, also leagues are putting things in place. To also restart the season after the coronavirus break right at the moment bundesliga is already back and played in the weekend and also completed the round of features yesterday where ben leverkusen trashed uh Ved bremen by four goals one away from home kai harvest uh you know orchestrating that particular one and scoring a double yesterday good morning to you once again and welcome to another great day right here on my podcast and the first of all Okay, let me head down to the blue side, uh, you know, of London. I'm talking about Chelsea at the moment because it was on this day in 2012, actually the 19th of May 2012, that Chelsea won the UEFA Champions League, beating the Bayern Munich in front of their home. Okay, let me not just say in front of the home fans, but it happened in the home ground Allianz Arena right there in Germany. Chelsea conquering Europe for the first time in the history of the club. I'm talking about the UEFA Champions League right about now and not the Europa league all the same it wasn't really all risen for chelsea in 2012 although we saw a bit of luck for chelsea side all the way from the quarterfinals of uh the uefa champions league uh to the semi-finals uh, and then what really transpired in the finals and for those that watched that uefa champions league in 2012 um in case you didn't watch anyway uh, let me just put you on to speed and remind you that in that particular season, Bayern Munich were in Group A. Uh, they played against Napoli, Manchester City and VRL and they came out tops with 13 points in that one. And also Chelsea came out tops from the group in Group E uh, where they were grouped alongside Bayer Leverkusen, Valencia and Genk. And uh, they came out on top with 11 points in that one. And for Bayern Munich, uh, they played Marcel in the round of 16. They played Marcel in the quarterfinals and then played Real Madrid in the semi-finals and that game against Real Madrid they ended in a 3-0 draw but they were able to progress uh, by virtue of an away goal rule uh, because they won two goals to one at home and then um, went to uh, uh, to Real Madrid uh, where the game went into extra time and uh, they also triumphed to 2-1 in that particular order for Chelsea they defeated Napoli in the, in the round of 16 and they needed a Vanovic goal at Stamford Bridge to win this one five goes to four Benfica uh, where you know set aside in the in the quarterfinal a bigger part on three goes to one it ended in that one and then Barcelona yes they were ousted you know in the semi-finals of uh, that season, the UEFA Champions League by Chelsea, and uh, there was a decent fetish belief as of then that anything that defeats Barcelona will go all the way to win the UEFA Champions League. And guess what? It really worked for Chelsea, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, in, in that season, Chelsea won Barcelona three goals to two, and. Um, First of all, they won at home. Uh, did the drop a scoring the long goal in that one at Stamford Bridge, and then moving to uh, Camp Nou, it was a hell of a day for Chelsea. Uh, they lost the captain and John Terry uh, to an early red card in that game, and then conceded two goals in, a, in the early part of that game. And all hope was just lost for Chelsea uh, before Ramirez. Yes, a through ball of uh, Lampard met Ramirez, who tipped uh, you know above Valdes in that one. Okay, those that watch this will remember right now uh, to give Chelsea a lifeline in that game. And guess what? In the 
second half, uh, Barcelona threw everything at Chelsea, but it never worked. Chelsea were just like the rock of Gibraltar in that game. All men back, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Building a wall of Jericho, you know, in front of the uh, goalkeeper Cherk, who was also phenomenal on that day. But I can't just uh, tell all the story uh, for Chelsea that season as it went. Uh, but um, all the same, if you remember really well, uh, Barcelona also got a penalty in that game, and Lionel Messi had to hit the woodwork. He couldn't score that one, and then just at the end part of the game, uh, when Fernando Torres was introduced, uh, Barcelona uh, they were busy having the attacking intent when Chelsea ballooned the ball off. And guess what? Torres met the ball him all alone with Puyol chasing at the back. He couldn't meet Torres, and then it was all to beat. Vardes was all right there to be taken. And Torres did the needful dribbling past, uh, you know, Victor Vardes, and then slotted in, and that was the end of the road for Barcelona. And then came the finals at the Allianz Arena. Bayern Munich were really brimming with confidence, and also playing in their home ground it was a bit of an advantage for them against a Chelsea side that paraded the like of Guamata, Solomon Kalu, Bertrand playing in the midfield right there, Ashley Cole, the like of David Luiz. And then uh, I remember all of them, John Mikel OBS, our Nigerian player, was also part of the finals. The DJ Drummer was headlining things, uh, you know, at the centre forward right there in. That that one and then uh, the game kick started with uh, Bayern Munich with all of the experience and also the best of squad uh, because uh, you know that day uh, the two the two forwards in, uh, in the, the two wing forwards I'm uh, talking about uh, Ian Robin and the Ribery were really running riot in all wings you know the best three Chelsea's goals you know, even in the first five minutes of that game uh, Chelsea couldn't just have a breath of their own in that one but to cut the long story short it was a day to be for Chelsea coming into the final with uh, you know a coach who wasn't even, uh, you know, so experienced when it comes to coaching? Not to talk of actually uh, UEFA Champions League final in Roberto Di Matteo. Uh, but at the end of the day, Chelsea had the last laugh. Uh, it, you know, it looked like it was going to be the end for Chelsea. It looked that like they were not going to be winning the European Cup. Uh, that was in the 84th minute. Thomas Muller scored that fantastic header that gave Bayern Munich the lead and uh, every Chelsea fan with Bayern Munich witnessed that come on, you never had any hope from that point because Chelsea nearly threatened, they really threatened Bayern Munich in that game not to talk of equalizing a goal, you know, come on and um, just when it was like it's going to be over in the 89th minute of that game, DJ Robert came with a saviour uh, from, uh, you know, a Guamata's cross, which was met by Didier Drogba's header, powerful header. A thunderbolt, really, indeed. I can call that one and powered into the back of the net, and that was it. One one for Chelsea. Proceeded to the extra time of that game, and Didier Drogba was turning from a hero to a villain when he also, you know, committed a foul at the 18-yard box. But guess what? The god wasn't sleeping. If there was something like that, and Peter Cech was the savior, he saved the penalty. Oh, okay. The whole thing ended one one, and Chelsea went on to win. On a penalty shootout. So eight years today, yes, 2012, Chelsea became the champions of Europe. They won the UEFA Champions League. All the same, yes, that was that was a little bit of a story for Chelsea winning the UEFA Champions League. And uh, let me talk about other things that really emanating from the ever busy world of football. So quick on the podcast this morning, um, the round of feature, the first round of features for Bundesliga since they made a return from the coronavirus break is already over. As yesterday, uh, being Monday. Bayern Leverkusen triumph, four goals to one against Werder Bremen right there in the last fixture for the week in the German Bundesliga. Kai Havertz scored up a double in that one to also straight things to help his side to a 4-1 comfortable victory away from home, moving them to the fifth spot of the German Bundesliga on 50 points right at the moment. Good one for them and I think the Bundesliga is setting a platform and also a blueprint for other 
leagues to emulate uh, in a bid for them to make a return uh, to football. All right, before I talk about uh, some other things, the Maritim from the Italian Syria had La Liga and also the, the English Premier League because they had a meeting yesterday, they had a conference to decide on what to do in the English Premier League. Let me talk a little bit about uh, the Nigerian Football and tell you that the Nigerian Football Federation has begun moves to finalize uh, the Super Eagles manager. Talking about getting a trust, a new contract within one week and with a view to getting the German ready to continue working on getting the senior national team to the top of the world game and the nfl's a new deep proposal for the former Bordeaux defender has some clauses in it and we've talked about this a couple of times and there is a bit of a change in clause and also some things expected from Denetro if he is to continue being the manager of the super eagles of nigeria first of all he has to reside in nigeria and monitor the nigerian professional football league players and nurture them according to the nff and then he will also be paid his salary in naira so some of those things that will be included you know in the the second part of his contract at the moment and already the nff they've mandated uh you know uh the secretary general of the nff sanusi mohammed uh, for him to liaise with Ru and make sure that they finalize everything before the end of next week they also talked about uh, the five hundred thousand dollars sent to them by fifa that is a fifa grant right there to aid them in this coronavirus period and what they want to do with it and according to uh you know the fifa forward the 2.0 program they're going to be you know making sure they make use of that money as regards uh, you know handling and management and also staff salaries and they're also going to be taking care of a men's league the women's league referees development training national teams like the boys and girls youth teams and also office operations uh, innovations and furnishing of a bauchi nfl a fifa technical center all of these uh the five hundred thousand uh dollars from fifa will be going into all of this and let's not forget that the nigerian professional football league the nigerian national league the nigerian nationwide league and also the nigerian women league is on break is on hold because of the coronavirus right now they're also putting things in place to make sure that uh, all teams are ready and also to keep them informed in relation to what to do and uh, what they're expecting from the government because anytime the government says it's good enough it's safe for them to resume playing uh, that means that they won't waste, waste, waste more of time you know to you know get the teams back to the pitch because we are not like the foreign uh, teams we are not like the foreign leagues where they take more time to make decisions i don't believe that can work right here in nigeria because um, anytime the government says it's safe to play uh, i put it to you that it won't take even a week or two before the nigerian football we get back to the Beach. All right, and that is it for the Nigerian Football Federation. Although uh, one of the members of the Nigerian Football Federation, one of the executive member, and um, I'm talking about the chairman of uh, the Nigerian National League in um, OK. Yes, uh, Honorable Chief of or uh, um, Honorable Chief of Four Okwa. Yes, uh, he died. Uh, some couple of weeks ago right now uh, they finally made you know open the burial arrangement according to the family he's going to be buried on the 10th of june uh, 2020 and uh, during the meeting of nff yesterday uh, they also observed a minute silence for him as uh, they also got an information as regards the burial ceremony or the burial arrangement of uh, chief uh, of 4 okay who was also part of the executive committee of nff uh, before his uh, demise in that order we solely miss him he really contributed endlessly and enormously to the Nigerian football right at the moment. All right, heading back to Bundesliga uh, for Hertha Berlin. I talked about that yesterday in my podcast that um, 
emotions got over the Hertha Berlin players uh, that they couldn't observe the social distancing rules and guidelines as regards celebrating after they scored that goal in the 3-0 effective victory away from home against Hoffenheim. But right now, they'll be reminded of the return to play guidelines before next weekend matches after Hertha Berlin players ignored them during the Saturday the 3-0 win against Hoffenheim. And right now, German Football League, uh, the DFL, those are in charge of German football, they've already, you know, alerted Hertha Berlin players on uh, the, the fought they really hard in that game although they're not going to be punished because it's not a rule it's just a guideline for them to be safe and the bonus league international chief executive in robert klein he has said that uh, those guidelines are very much paramount and needful uh, for them to be followed and they're moving to scotland right now looking scottish league at the moment celtic have been confirmed as scottish champions for the ninth season in a row and guess what? Hearts has been relegated after the SPFL ended the season yesterday. The decision was taken on the board meeting yesterday after the 12 clubs agreed at the end of last week that completing the campaign was unfeasible right at the moment. And how they decided this was on average points per game played. And that determined the final placings of all the teams, which means that Celtic, they are now the champions of the Scottish Premier League for the ninth time in a row. And they've matched their record in the 1970s and also the record of Rangers in the 90s. 1990s. A kudos to them, champ. Uh, congratulations to Celtic on that one, and also to Leon Lennon, uh, who has won uh, his uh, fourth championship as a Celtic. Uh, you know, Celtic manager right at the moment. All right, so talking about uh, the movement by some of the leagues to make a return. Let me move right now to La Liga. Where they are also getting with limited at La Liga, they've started a group training as of yesterday, being made a theme with a maximum of ten players, and this is a significant step forward on the road towards uh, restarting the professional football. And I think that is also a great headway for the Spanish national team. Okay, I'm, I'm, I say Spanish national okay, team. La Liga teams at the moment for them to also make a return, just like uh, the Bundesliga team, and they are really getting ready uh, for that. Do not forget that the La Liga was halted on the 12th of March because of COVID-19 pandemic. So right now uh, they are really putting things in place to make sure that they make a return right now they're back to group training and very soon they'll be back uh, to contact training and then from there uh, the league can kick start uh, where uh, the president of la liga who is a jeda tebas is already saying Xavier tebas is saying right about that uh, look um i want uh, you know to put this in a way that the league will be played every day to have something for the broadcasters to also show uh, to the teaming lovers of a la liga game and something about the talent series uh, which is also um not really having a stretch road at the moment meeting some kind of problematic actions right now because the government has not really given all of um, a full uh, you know assurance to them that they'll be starting anytime soon and let me tell you that Syria Air is uh, suspended until June 14 unless the Thailand government gives it a green light to resume a day uh, earlier as planned because uh, they've been meeting this fact that uh, the Thailand Syria Air might be making a return on the 13th of June but right now uh, the government they have also extended the lockdown of sport to one more day which is going to be the 14th to do uh, for the league they announced last week that each of 20 teams agreed to resume a competition on the 13th and it's going to be uh, you know in an empty stadium but Italian Football Federation announced that was yesterday a day after government decreed banning sports until June 14 that it was going to be complying with the date uh, that was stated by the government and the teams already back to training 
right now i still just um social, some small group training right now so although very soon they will enter into contact training uh they've been back since the fourth of may since the fourth of this month so uh that's also a good one for italian series i don't see having like 12 matches to go 12 final matches to go and uh, also uh, some games were postponed on the 25th of uh, um uh, the, the match the 25th of uh, that league so they'll be hoping to complete all of that uh, plus uh you know the the, the 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 league cup as well uh, that uh, is already at the semi-final stage right at the moment that's talking about the italian cup so i will keep monitoring the facts from that end and then back to the premier league which everyone is really expecting to hear something about yesterday uh premier league had a meeting to decide if they're going to be finishing the season although in fact it's obvious that this league will be finished uh, because right now they are not even bringing any topic as regards you know uh calling of the league or you know voiding the league all they are saying right now is on a bid on how to make a return to football in what a tag project restart right now in the english premier league and guess what the premier league says yesterday that it will support the trophy presentation of liverpool if they are crowned champions and that is even it's safe to do so but even if it's not safe that means liverpool will be crowned champions if they win it but they will not be presented with the title so it's going to be an audio celebration you know what it means you know <laughs> after all emmanuel davis uh, emmanuel dennis and nigerian uh, emmanuel dennis that won the Belgium league uh, he couldn't he didn't even know that he, he's won the league already if not for a notification he got on social media where someone tagged him that come on you're already a champion so maybe we might just see this because that's the level that football is right now at least for the foreseeable uh, future let me tell you that currently you can club start talking about Liverpool they are 25 points clear of um, Manchester City who are in the second place in the English Premier League and they just needed two more wins for them to be declared champions of the Premier League and end a 30-year wait for a league title come on uh, that's gonna be a very great one for you on club side and also for liverpool entirely for the fans uh, because this is a dream come true it's gonna be so surreal uh, for so many because they never believe that this is gonna be happening although the premier league chief executive richard masters is confirmed that uh, he will support plans for a presentation should the social and public health situation allow that to happen but i think uh, that will not be bothering Liverpool right at the moment because the main thing on the mind right now is for them to just win the title. It doesn't matter if they are given the title, if they are presented with the title or not, but at least for the name to be acclaimed as champions, at least as of next season. Although yesterday, the Premier League clubs unanimously voted in favour of a resuming training in small groups from today in a significant stepping stone for you know the season resuming right there in england although it's just going to be um separate training just uh uh not groups at the moment just uh, some little group training and it's not going to last more than 75 minutes right in that end and uh, they will have to do this at least for the next one week or thereabout uh, before they will you know start contact uh co contacts um uh, contacts kind of um training it's after the contact kind of training that's when they will not talk about the day for them to make a return because before we were looking at 12th or 13th of june uh, for the premier league to return but with what is going on at the moment i think we are looking at uh, 19 or 26th of june when premier league will make a return right now they've even had a lifeline they have more time to decide because as of uh, yesterday uh, before yesterday uh, uefa gave a deadline of 25th of may for every league to give them a guideline of what they are doing to restart the football or end the league but right now, uh, good news for the Premier League. UEFA they've also extended their own date. They will not be having the normal meeting they were postponed to have. Uh, they proposed to have on the 27th of uh, May. Right now, they're going to be having a meeting on the 17th of June. So, which means uh, the Premier League they'll be having ample of time to decide on what 
uh, to do all right everything really putting in check at the moment to do uh, some couple of players and also managers they voiced uh you know their own uh, disapproval as regards the starting the league so quick if the players are not in good shape we saw a couple of injuries in the bonus league and as much they had a couple of weeks to train but right now i think um the premier league they are really uh, on the right path to return to football uh no doubt about that all right so quickly let me just put you through with some of the transfer rumors emanating this morning a limited available of cousin a german attacking midfielder kai Havertz, who ran riot yesterday against Werder bremen uh he should turn down the chance to go to liverpool and choose borussia dortmund instead uh instead and that's coming from a german international james notney uh, advising kai Havertz right now to turn down liverpool and choose borussia dortmund juventus will sell hosts of players including bosnia midfielder miran pianic um, he's already 30 year old and they will also sell Argentina striker Gonzalo Higuain who is 32 this summer as part of a new policy of cutbacks designed to help the club cope with financial impact of the coronavirus pandemic and also let me tell you that Barcelona are to step up the attempt to sign Inter Milan's Argentina striker um, Argentine striker Lautaro Martinez who is 22 and also they are on the radar to sign Pianic from Juventus. Manchester United are ready to revive their interest in Napoli's Senegalese defender Caldolo Calabali, uh, who is a 28 after learning of Liverpool's interest in the Napoli star. And for Liverpool goalkeeper Los Carlos, uh, he's 26 at the moment and uh, he will not return to train uh, to train with the club. The German uh, the German had cancelled his contract with uh, Lyon club. Uh, his Lyon club talking about Besiktas earlier in the course of the month. And then moving to Newcastle United, uh, they're on long winger in Valentino Lazaro. He's waiting to hear from the managing director Leo Chanley to where his future lies yes because uh, he's yet um, uh, he's still in an uncertain land of what to do with himself at the moment as Manchester City are confident David Silva who is 34 will agree to a short-term contract extension to allow the midfielder to see out the remainder of the season and the Spanish midfielder is scheduled to leave at the 30th uh, to leave the club on the 30th of uh, uh, June when his deal expires for Manchester United they are to record 23 year old Portuguese keeper Joe Pereira from his slow spell at heart uh, following the conclusion of the Scottish Premier League and the Wolves, uh, they extend, um, Wolves extend the 33-year-old English goalkeeper Joe Rudy's contract by further a year. Alright, uh, that's it very much. I can just get on to you this morning on the podcast and do not forget and also come your way tomorrow morning uh, for another fresh edition for the middle package of the podcast where I'll be getting you up to speed all the latest in managing all you need to know about football, how the MPFL is really getting set to kickstart and also uh, what uh, the top flight football in Europe they are also doing to get yourself back to playing time as it is right about now what is going on in German Bundesliga we also put you up to speed with all of that but do not forget you can also get daily information and also daily updates on what is happening right there in the sporting terrain follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the NetBlast that is at D-N-E-T-B-L-A-S-T-E-R and you get me on the social media then on Facebook NetBlaster is my name right about it such that you find my page like the page and keep following and you get yourself informed with all the latest emanating from the football Say my name is Ned Blaster. Anytime I play the short on go, no keep I can be able to stop my shot from hitting the back of the net, and that's why I'm popularly known as the Ned Blaster. I'll be back again tomorrow morning with another fresh episode of the podcast. Just keep it locked right here.